Welcome to How to Be a Sales Game Changer. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be real. Sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less-than-stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe did more talking than listening. And that's why I'm here to help. The stories and insights our guests share, they can apply to your business, your territory, or with your team. So you're not reinventing the wheel. We'll share specific tactics and strategies to help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to How to Be a Sales Game Changer. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Each week I interview guests where they share their game-changing results that they've experienced with themselves, their teams, or their overall organization. There's sometimes that I'm going to come on here and just share what I'm seeing that's producing game-changing results in my own practice, and that's today. So today I want to talk to you about what I'm seeing in terms of companies moving the needle and really producing game-changing results for their team, but ultimately for their clients. And that comes with the buyer's journey. And many people have a defined, repeatable sales process for themselves, which they need to have. They need to have a roadmap, a blueprint that their entire team is following. But more importantly, you need to overlay that with where you're, the buyer's journey and where your buyer and how your buyer is interacting with your brand. And when we don't have that, we lose sight of things from the other person's perspective. We become very me-driven. So my product, my solution, completely unaware of where our buyer is in the process or the journey. Now, we always hear, meet them where they're at, but you know, where is that or where potentially could that be? So if you can tap into your buyer's brain, this might be the first time they've ever purchased a product or solution like yours, or yours may have some unique attributes that this is new for them. The companies that I see are succeeding are very others driven. So when they're defining their sales process and their buyer journey, they're really tapping into the various stages that their buyer could be in, what they're experiencing from an emotional level, and then they're attaching a targeted message aligned to that so that there's resonance. Think about yourself. Say there's a leak in your basement and you go downstairs and there's a little bit of dampness and you think, oh, I'm not really sure what that is. It might be a spill, but it's no big deal. You're aware of it, but you're not probably going to do anything about it at this point. Or you go down to your basement and you see a pipe burst and water just overflowing and, you know, cushions are floating because it's flooding. So imagine a plumber calling you or you calling a plumber and the various messages that you need based on those two scenarios. So the first one is, you know, I'm aware something's going on. And imagine that plumber took the same approach um, as in the second situation and just gave you a real hard, closed sense of urgent sell that, you know, it's flooding. And you're thinking, I'm not even sure it's a leak. I, my, my son might've spilled juice. So there's a complete misalignment, but what does that do to you as a buyer? It, it repels you and it turns you off because you think you didn't meet me where I'm at. You met me so far away from where I actually am. And then on the second phase, if you're in this sense of dire need and it's urgent and you need a plumber immediately, and at this point you'll pay pretty much whatever a plumber is going to charge you. But the message from the plumber is that of, oh, let's talk about your, your potential problems and maybe there's a good fit. And you're thinking, 
I need a plumber immediately or my house is ruined. So the importance of meeting, meeting them where they're at, but how do we know where they're at? What signs are they giving off? What signals that will allow us to better understand where they are in the process to create an experience? And that's what it needs to be nowadays. Everybody's on remote. Everyone's buying online. How do we create an experience that's going to be different from everyone else's and make them feel comfortable, make them feel motivated and actually want to go through. So they're not abandoning the cart midway. They're feeling very comfortable at every stage. They're feeling they're in good hands. They know that you, your solution can address their problem. So how do you create that? And, and those that I'm working with that are really doing a great job, they're seeing growth in sales is their customer focus. And so when they're having these conversations, they're taking note of what language are their customer using in the various stages. So that first awareness stage versus that consideration and the closing stage, what are they sharing? What, what are they asking for on your website? What are they clicking on? Those are all indicators to you as to what, what's going on so that you can lead with those and really create resonance and empathy for your buyer that I know what you're going through. It can't be easy, but you know, most people in this situation, this is what they find helpful. So that's where you're meeting them where they are. And that allows them to feel heard, get comfortable with you. Um, there's trust being built that they are then ready to move to that next level or that next stage in the process. So in that awareness stage, you know, you can be sharing a social media post, a how-to video, um, a webinar, something that's just getting, creating awareness as to let me label this, like give me some help into what actually am I going through? And if you're sharing something that's too far ahead of them at that stage, they're not there yet. So there's a big disconnect between meeting them where they're at. And then if they're in the consideration phase, okay, they know they, know they have a problem and now they're looking for solutions, okay? So product comparisons, case studies. And again, if they're at a level three and you come in at a level eight, it's too much, okay? Conversely, if they're at a three and you want to start them out of one, they don't want to go back. Okay. So really you, you don't want to, you don't want to frustrate them. They know where they're going to an extent you can facilitate the buying decision. And I think that's our role. Now they are so well-informed. They are so advanced in the sales process that our role has to be to facilitate the buying decision, co-create it. Okay. Let's work together. Let's collaborate, allow them to be an active participant, have a say, but because they're co-creating it, have that sense of ownership and accountability. And where I see this people succeeding is they've done this versus others who are pulling their customer along reluctantly for the most times. And, and it's confirmation bias. Their customer actually hasn't agreed that they they're aware that they have a problem. There's been no physical verifier, something from the customer's side saying, I'm ready to engage with you and move along the process. So when you can involve them, include them, and you do that by meeting them where they're at. So is your message targeted to the language, the stage they're at, the emotion they're experiencing at that time? If it is, they'll engage with you and you can start then moving them along the cycle. So if I were to leave you with a few things to think about, I would say, look at your sales process. And, and those who don't have one, definitely get down as a group and define a sales process. So map out the various stages. 
Then you're going to look at it from the customer's lens. So what steps, what do they need to do to engage with us? And remove any friction. So ask yourself, why are we doing this? Why do we have them do this? Like, what's the purpose behind it? And if it's not purposeful or doesn't add any value, get rid of it. But beyond that, think of the emotion and the experience you are creating for them at every level. Is it exciting? I mean, even if you sell a widget, how can you make that experience one that they'll return to? Okay, so was there a human at the end of the phone? Was there a very easy to understand confirmation email? Was there, you know, if there was an issue, was it solved quickly? All these things are going to get them talking and they're going to remember you. So I would say definitely look at your process, but really mirror that or overlay that with the customer's buying experience and be others focused. Third is anytime you're getting feedback, whether you're, you're winning a deal or you're losing a deal, really understand and isolate at what point did things really start going well for us? And you know, where, where's those obvious wins for us and double down on them, really look at this is great. And maybe it's more for an industry or persona specific. So understand why, why things really maybe sped up there or closed the way they did. And also when things didn't work out in your favor, understand why did we miss a step? Did we push too quickly? Were we dealing with the wrong person? Was it the wrong time? Was there lack of engagement? Was there too many steps so that you can course correct and, and be mindful that sometimes the messaging, you don't have to abandon it. You know, just make sure you've given it enough time. It might be in the wrong phase. So if you're entering at a phase seven with a message and someone isn't that far along the, the process yet, it might be the right message, but you want to make sure it's slotted in the right stage. So timing is very key. So again, to recap, I would say really be others focused. Look at the buyer's journey from their perspective. We know it inside out. We, we eat it and we breathe it every day, but this might be the first time that they're engaging with you. Make it easy for them, but also make it enjoyable. Okay, so I would say as a sales leader, sit down with your team, map out your buyer's journey and get feedback. Talk to your buyer, talk to existing clients. What part of the process did you really enjoy? What stood out to you? Where would you like to see things different? The best feedback you can get is with your existing clients because they're clients for a reason. Obviously, they've gone through the process. It was enjoyable, but I'm sure there's always room for improvement. So put that into practice, see how it goes. And again, it's iterative. So it's not a one and done. Any, anytime there's any change in the environment and persona in your product, there's always going to be a shift. So once you get it perfect, it might be perfect for a day or two, and then something else is going to shift. So stay close to it. It's, it's a dynamic document. It's not static and really involve your customers to get feedback as to what's working, what's not. And you can read that. You can gauge that. If you throw something out there and it takes a long time for them to pick it up and run with it, chances are it's not, um, it's not resonating. It's not granular enough to break to break through the noise so try something different and uh, and see the the difference in results you'll get so thanks for listening everybody stay tuned for next week take care thank you for tuning in to how to be a sales game changer our weekly insights are geared to sales reps leaders and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling.